It's your coach, Coach Cam. We talking hoops, baby. We talking hoops. Uh-huh. Coach Cam on the podcast, we talking hoops. Don't you leave them open, don't you know that coach can shoot? We talking hoops all day, that's what we do. That's NBA, D1 to D2, AAU, D3, G League, overseas, highlights, offers, transfers that want to leave. We talking hoops, that's every week. With Coach Cam dropping gems for the hoop fiends. Uh, and to my fans with the hoop dreams. Stay shooting, stay hooping. Buckle up for this ride, that's what you need to do. Cause this is Coach Cam and we talking hoops. Kid, kid, we talking hoops. It's your coach that knows hoops the most. Coach Cam, we talking hoops, baby. This episode 14, one full Finkel style. What up, though, to my Detroit players? Did you miss me? Probably not, man. But it's all good. Nobody blowing up my line for an episode, but I'm still hit you with it. All right, this week we're going to cover the NBA. We're going to cover college hoops. Got some coaching changes or not changes going on. Going to talk some summer basketball. And we're also going to cover travel basketball as well because we had a couple AAU tournaments this past weekend. So I'm going to get right into it, man. We're going to talk travel hoops, AAU. This past weekend we had the Brawl for Ball in Grand Rapids. My team competed in it, the Reach Legends 16U Nichols team. I like having my name at the end. That was pretty cool. But... Uh, we competed in it. We played pretty well. This tournament was put on by the Grand Rapids Storm in conjunction with uh, Spies Indy Heat and Jim Rats Basketball. Uh, they come in a conjunction to make a great tournament with some great teams from Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. I had a couple Canada teams there. Really, really high-level event. Probably one of the better events of the summer, if you ask me. Uh, even though the D1 coaches couldn't be there, the D2 coaches were there. The D3 coaches were there. The JUCO coaches were there. So just because it's not a live period doesn't mean the basketball isn't live and lit. And it was this weekend in Grand Rapids. There was plenty of D2 coaches there. So if you wanted a D2 offer, it was right there for the taking. It was right there at the MSA Woodland Fieldhouse, uh, four or five courts going strong. And you have some really good teams going at it. Uh, Reach Legends 16U, they looked really good. Grand Rapids Storm 16U and 17U looked really good. The Reach Legends program looked really good, 16U and 17U. Tons of coaches watching that 16U game. I mean, we talked about Parker Day a few weeks ago. He's picked up an offer from a few GLIAC schools, and he's going to pick up some more offers. I've been hearing from some GLIAC coaches. They've been texting me, texting some of our Reach coaches. He's going to get some more interest and offers here real soon. So he has some really, really good teams playing this tournament. Uh, at the 17U level, uh, the champion was the Reach Legends 17U. They ended up winning it all. And I've been talking about this team all summer. This team is really good. I mean, Tyson Acuff, you know, was a really good point guard out of Detroit Cast Tech, 6'3". Um, Colin Ghoston, Deshaun Humphreys. I mean, we've talked about this team. And no wonder why this team went out on the last ride and got it done. Because a, a lot of teams th- pretty much looked at this weekend being the last ride as being the last big tournament for 17U. And for this Reach Legends 17U team with Coach Dejon Curd, shouts out to Day-Day, assistant coach at Ferndale. He coaches this team. He's been coaching these guys for five years. So he had them with, when they were eighth graders. 
And then he had them when they were ninth graders. Then he had them when they were tenth graders. And now he he was able to see the ride. And they finished off winning the chip. Now they weren't able to go out to Cali. And Cali, you had the Adidas Championships in Cali. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to go there, but they stayed in Michigan, as most teams should do during this period. Stay home. Get it done while you're home because the, the schools that really want to recruit some of your players will be here. And they got it done. They got it done. They won the Platinum Championship. And uh, shouts out to them. Shouts out to the Reach Lads and 7TU, Day Day and them for bringing home the championship, bringing home the chip. All right, if you're going to go on your last ride, you're only as good as your last game, as they say. And they won it. And it was some really good teams, even at the 17U level, playing in this tournament. So for them to say that they came off and they won it, now, I thought it was a good feat. I mean, One Nation was there. Uh, they came back from down 20 to beat the Grand Rapids Storm. Uh, and they played pretty well. And uh, they, they beat some good teams. They beat some good teams and win this championship. So shouts out to them. At the 16U level, really impressed with the other Reach Legends program. And the Grand Rapids Storm program at a 16U. Uh, both of those teams, they play really well at that level. I mean, you want to talk about some guys that was going at it. I mean, you know, we've talked about Parker Day, and he, he's picking up more offers and interests by the day. And if you're a GLIAC school and you haven't offered Parker Day, don't be surprised in a month from now if other schools in the conference offer him, and he might even get some low major, mid-major interest. So you might want to hop on that train before it gets full because uh, I've been hearing from some coaches, and trust me, his interest is picking up. But Brody Parker, Brody Parker played well. He played really well for the Reach Legends 16U team, and he's picking up some steam. Of course, Julian Lewis was going to work, of course. I mean, he's just he picked up two Division two, Division one offers last week, and he followed that up by a good showing um, at the 16U level. So... Uh, some really good teams at the Brawl for Ball. Like to see Michigan teams stay home instead of going to Milwaukee and going to Fort Wayne. Those Fort Wayne teams came to us. Now, they had to come in con conjunction to run a tournament uh, with the Grand Rapids Storm. But i tell you this, man. They, they did their thing. They did their thing. And I'm glad there were some good Michigan teams that stayed home. So now, going forward with travel basketball this week. You at the NCAA Basketball Academy Camps. So let me explain how the NCAA Basketball Academy Camps work. So a high school coach has to, or a college coach has to nominate players to be in this regional camp that has over three, four, five hundred kids in it. And at this regional camp, they're being coached by college coaches, Division Two, Division Three, high level high school coaches. They they put them through stations. They put them through drills. It's almost like the Michigan Elite 25 blown up. And the model that, they tried to, that they're trying to do, I think is a good model, but you just can't do it in July. And a lot of college coaches are having a problem with this, with this basketball academy because you have high-level coaches. These D1 coaches, they got to go recruit. They have to go recruit. They got to go somewhere. So if they have to go to these camps, and there aren't high-level Division I players there. They're almost like wasting their time. So a lot of the coaches have been upset about these camps, about there not being high-level players there. I know Michigan has sent a few guys there that they're pretty good high-level players. So hopefully they put on the show. I know Wendell Green played well. Uh, I know Pierre Brooks is supposed to be going this weekend. Uh, Julian Roper had a good showing. 
but I don't I don't think these D1 coaches are really evaluating. I think they're there because they have to be there. And it's the only thing that they have, can evaluate at the time. So the way recruiting works now is that you have the live that one live weekend in July and then you have these camps and these camps go on for two weekends straight. So it was, it was it's during the week and then you have the weekend as well. And there are a lot of coaches that want to just go back to the old format. And I'm with them. I'm with them. I want to go back to the old format where you had two live periods in the spring and three live periods in the summer. I mean, that's five events that players get a chance to play in front of Division One, Division Two coaches. Okay, the way it's formatted now, if you don't go to these camps, which a lot of players didn't, and I didn't nominate some players because my intel was telling me that it was not going to be worth going. So if you're if you're a high if you're an elite player, yeah, you might want to go. But the, the guys that kind of fall through the cracks, it's almost a waste of time. Um, you know, you still get an opportunity to play in front of Division I coaches, which is cool. But there are a lot of co- coaches that are complaining about the format, complaining about the length of time. Guys are on the floor, uh, a lot of minutes, the games. I mean, they complain about a lot. Just go back to the old format. Go back to the old format. You already got the crooks out of the game. The AAU guys ain't the crooks. All right, you're hurting the kids. You're hurting the kids to get the exposure. Just go back to the old format and we cool. Stop trying to come into the game now. You late. You missed the boat. And even though I know they're thinking about going back to the old format, they're probably going to keep these camps. And I hope they don't uh, because a lot of coaches are upset. So uh, the basketball academies is what's going on this week. Uh, you got Division Two coaches there, but they can't interact with Division One coaches and players, and it's just it's just a mess. So, uh, hopefully, they'll try and do something different next year. So, summer is wrapping up. Um, guys are playing their last AAU games, and it's always hard for those kids that really care about you know summer basketball. They've played for one team three or four years. I mean, there was a time when you know we took kids. Me and uh, my big homie Greg, we had the Detroit Fire. We took a group of kids to Vegas and Orlando in the same summer. And it was draining. And I don't think we won a game in Orlando. But at the end of it, you could really see that those kids cared, that we, we cared enough to fly those kids all the way to Vegas and to fly them all the way to Orlando and to play in front of as many coaches as they possibly could. And a lot of those guys ended up playing Division II basketball, couple low major interests, Guys, but at the end of it, the one thing that got me at the end of it, when the summer was wrapped up, it was guys in tears, man, because they busted their butts, man. They busted their butts to raise money and to get their parents to drive them to practice and washing cars and getting donations and picking up cans. You know, everybody sees the high level AAU programs. They get everything paid for. and They don't have to cut a check. Or the other end of the spectrum where they have parents that can pay for everything and you give a charge for $600, $700 or more. Some programs are charging more than that. And you get a package, you get shoes, you get the, you get the bag, you get to go everywhere, you get hotels. But there are certain situations where some of these teams, they got to grind to get to where they need to go. And they got to sell some waters on the corner, even though I don't condone selling the waters. But they got to take some cans back to the store. They got to get donations. They got to wash cars. They got to do parties and things like that. So shouts out to those programs that really got to grind and get it because everybody ain't getting cut a check. All right. Just because you're on Adidas circuit or NY2LA circuit 
Them circuits ain't cutting you no check unless you got five-star players. If you got five-star players, yeah, they might be cutting you a check, all right? But just the really the real grassroots programs, they really got to get it themselves or have somebody backing them. So those, those guys that have been in the program and been playing for the same coach, when it's done, you can tell that they care. And I know we had those kids, and we can tell that those kids care because they cried, man. They bawled their eyes out. And trust me, I still talk to a lot of those kids today. And that's the one thing that I really enjoy about coaching travel basketball or AAU or whatever is that the relationships you build with these kids are not the same as when you're their high school coach. When you're their high school coach, you spend time with them at practice. You spend time with them before or after practice. Uh, but the in-between time, you don't get that time. You don't get the downtime where you're having lunch, where you got to drive them t- 10 hours to a tournament. You don't get that time where you can just talk to them, just talk basketball, talk life, just build that relationship. I have better relationships with my AU guys. I have some of my high school guys only because I was able to spend more time with them. And that's what I enjoy about travel basketball is you get a lot of time to spend with a lot of young athletes. And they remember that. They remember the time where they didn't have no money and you knew they didn't have no money. And they want to sit off to the side like, oh, coach, I'm cool. I ain't going to eat. And you tell them, hey, man, go order something, man. Eat. I know you ain't got no money. It's all good. We family. They remember that. They remember those moments. So when it's all said and done, they feel a certain way about it. And I'm right there with them. So the summer's wrapping up. AU and Travel Hoops is pretty much done. A done dilly. Uh, we did have a kid pick up a uh, commit this week. Did have a kid commit this week. So Kyle LeGreer, Kyle LeGreer, point guard from Cass Tech 2020, committed to Detroit Mercy. Shouts out to him. Um, he took one of those uh, Division One offers that he had. I think he had another offer from Mississippi Valley State. And he chose what was best for him. So kudos to him. He gets a chance to stay home. Um, his, his dad and his people, his family could watch him play at Detroit Mercy uh, under Coach Mike Davis's uh, realm, even though they're under probation and won't be able to play in the tournament. Um, you know, Mike Davis got him one from the city, so shouts out to that. I think it's, it might be his first commit that he's gotten out of Detroit since being here, which is good. He's going to need to pick up some more guys. Uh, so I hope Kyle isn't the one. So shouts out for Kyle for committing to Detroit. I thought that he was more of a low major D2 kind of guy, not to say that he can't play. I thought that he would be really, really good in the GLIAC. I think he would he would have had the kind of impact that the guard from Jacavian Lewis that's at Northwood was, I think he was runner up. No, he was the freshman of the year in the GLIAC last year. I thought Kyle could have had that kind of impact in the GLIAC. And he chose to go to Division One. So a lot of times these kids, they wait for Division One. They wait, they wait, and when they get it and they like the opportunity, they take it. And shouts out for them for doing so. So uh, looking forward to seeing him in the Titan red and blue. I'm a, I'm a big Titans fan. Grew up down the street from Callahan Hall. Uh, used to watch the pickup hoops being played at Callahan Hall all summer long from, from the pros all on down to the college guys. And it's a good environment. It's a good environment for basketball players. So shouts out to Kyle for that. And, yeah, that's it for, for AAU and Travel Hoops, man. You know, Amani Bates, before I, before I end off this, step, this segment, Amani Bates is in Vegas doing what Amani does. All right, he's the number one player in the country, and he's out in Vegas showing everybody why. All right, so he, he's doing the step backs, he's doing the threes, he's doing the dunks, he's screaming at folks. It's like a combination of Kevin Garnett and Kevin Durant. So we just going to call him Kevin Durant Garnett for the time being because, I mean, the kid is, he's phenomenal, man. He puts on a show everywhere. 
it's hard to catch him out, and he, and he lays a dud. It might happen once every 20 games in high school here in Michigan, but for the most part, part Monty Bates puts on the show. So he's out in Vegas putting on the show, doing what he does. So uh, that's pretty much the travel hoops for this week. Uh, going forward, there's not going to be a whole lot of AU talk going on because now that the summer is wrapping up and school's about to start in August, and we're going to start talking about some camps and some guys getting some offers, and hopefully summer was good to some guys. They start picking up some interest in some schools. So that's what we'll talk about going forward, and the tournaments is pretty much a done deal. So that was my Travel Hoops segment, AAU, for the week. You know I got to talk about them, AAU basketball coach, not coaching anywhere else. So I might as well talk about what's happening on AAU scene and what other place to do it than right here with Coach Cam. We talking hoops. So now let's move into some college basketball. And there still isn't a coach at Cleveland State. So I really, I really would like to know what's going on at Cleveland State. It looks like there have been rumors that uh, John Kaufman, IPFW, was in the talks of getting the job. And since me recording this podcast, they actually... There's been uh, breaking news from John Goodman, Jeff Goodman, I'm sorry, uh, the College Insider, whatever the College Insider is, forget his name. Uh, but he just posted that they're going to hire Dennis Gates. Dennis Gates is the assistant at Florida State. Uh, he was known for getting those high level players down at Florida State who are now having some success in the NBA. And they've been they've been really relevant in the ACC the last you know, five or six years, and he's been there for eight. So he's been he's been a, a big integral part of the success at Florida State down there with Leonard Hamilton. And you know, good for Cleveland State for finally finding a coach. But guess what? He didn't get a chance to recruit. So at least not the Midwest. You know, because it's different. I mean, going from the ACC to the Horizon, you're recruiting a different level player. Okay, and he's gonna need some players. Fast, all right, because he's got a whole roster to fill. They dragged their feet finding the coach. Finally, found somebody. I don't know how the Ohio coaches feel about this hire, because uh, I'm not sure if he's an Ohio guy or not. Uh, I know he did some time at Northern Illinois, so he does have some Midwest ties. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see where he goes from here. But they finally found a coach. Good for Cleveland State. Finally finding a coach. Good to see a brother back being a head coach, even though we had to get rid of one. Good to see, you know, another black coach in the game get a shot. I guess, like I said, we need to we need to be getting more shots out here. Glad he was able to get picked, and I want to see what he's gonna do with it. He's got to get a whole new roster because all those guys was like adios amigos, and they dipped. They got in the transfer portal and they got up out of there. Uh, so he's got some work to do, uh, but I know a few guys still available. So if Dennis Gates is listening to this podcast, tell him to give me a call. No, I'm kidding, but I'm for real, if you're listening. Anyway, so that's Cleveland State. So what's going on at Kalamazoo? I talked about last week about Kalamazoo hiring Kevin White. They haven't given him the interim tag. So what are they doing? What are they doing? Are they dragging their feet as well? Because uh, I would like to know, because if my guy don't get a shot, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not ever going to support Kalamazoo Valley, Cal Kalamazoo College, if he don't at least get a shot. All right. I mean, the guy's worked his butt off for five or six years in that program. And you got to at least give him a chance. And I know he's been talking to some people and hopefully he's got some ears and some people in the Kalamazoo. Uh, but, I, but from my intel, my sources have told me it's not likely that he's going to get the job. It's probably going to go to somebody else. I'm pushing for it. a lot of people are pushing for him. 
Um, but they're looking to hire um, a head coach with D3 experience. That's what they want to do. And, you know, have at it. Have at it. You know, I would like to see my guy at least get the interim tag for a year, let him rock. But, you know, you want to hire some guy with some experience, so be it. But just don't expect the people to it, that, that are really involved with that program, you know, players and coaches included, if you make the wrong hire, you're going to feel it fast. You're going to see players leave. You're going to see some coaches leave. And it's not going to be a good situation for Kalamazoo College. Right now, right now, everything is good. If you just give Kevin White the interim tag, it's good. But if you don't, all hell's going to break loose. I'm going to tell you right now. And to be an academic school like that, and you make a wrong hire, and you got kids transferring, and you got some donors. That, now, let me not say too much. But I will say, if they don't make the right hire, a lot of things will go awry, and it will happen real fast. So talking college basketball, uh, one other thing I did like to mention on the college basketball tip was R.J. Hampton. Now, even though even though R.J. Hampton is not going to play in college next year, he just signed a five-year, multi-million dollar sneaker deal for Lee Neen. I think it's the company that Clay Thompson shoes of uh, overseas in, uh, in China. Uh, signed a five-year deal. Okay, he hasn't played a game. He's straight out of high school. He already signed a five-year deal. This is not going to stop here, okay? So you're going to see a lot more five-star players saying, hold up, hold up. I get what the NCAA is doing, but I need my money, man. Give me my money, man. I, 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 you know, of course, I want to go and play at Kentucky, play at Duke, play at Kansas. At the end of the day, they're not giving me a dime. And you're locking up all the bad guys and you're putting them in jail. So all the coaches that was recruiting me and putting a couple of dollars in our pocket before we get, you know, uh, sold by millions, by a billion dollar corporation, a billion dollar monopoly, by the way. Um, so, yeah, you're going to see more players do this. You're going to see more five stars saying, you know what? Playing in the D-League ain't all that bad. Playing in Australia ain't all that bad. If I could get a five year, five, you know, multi-million dollar deal. That ain't all that bad. I'd rather take that than play for Duke and not get a dime. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. And until the NCAA finds a way to keep some of these five stars from turning pros, just let them go to the league. Just let them go to the league. Let them make their money. But if you don't, you're going to see a lot more guys skip college and start playing professionally. And... How could, you, how could you not blame the kid for wanting to play professionally? All right? I mean, that's all, all Hooper's dreams is getting the bag. That's the dream. Kids nowadays ain't dreaming to win an NCAA title. They aren't. Okay? Because the NCAA is making too much money. It's a billion-dollar corporation. Where are them billion dollars going? It's going to all them coaches. So, I'm trying to get one of them checks, too. But... At the end of the day, the players, which control everything, the players control everything. So if all the five stars said, you know what, we're not going to the big blood schools. We're going overseas. Best believe some rules will be changed. Okay, but until you get more players like R.J. Hampton that decide that playing profession is better than playing college. And I'm not I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying that playing overseas is better than playing college basketball because I played college basketball and college basketball was some of the best basketball I ever played outside of playing overseas for a little bit. 
Man, I played in a great conference. I played in the GLIAC. I played some, against some phenomenal teams, players, and coaches. There are some very good basketball played at the college level. So I'm not condoning the fact that guys are skipping to play college to go pro. All I'm saying is it's going to happen more often until some rules change. So I would like the NCAA to do something. But as you can see with this basketball academy stuff, they aren't making sound decisions. So either they got to take Condoleezza Rice off the board. I know she's a huge sport fan, but I don't remember the last time Condoleezza Rice scored 30 against anybody. All right. So how about we get a little bit more credible basketball people on those panels that know that actually know what they're doing and have their ears to the ground and to the street of what's really going on and kind of change the complexion of where college basketball is going. Because where college basketball is going, it's going into pro sports. You might as well just make the NCAA pro. Just make it NBA one. You might as well because. Pay the coaches. You paying the coaches. You might as well just pay the players. Might as well just make it. Just just make it. It's no longer. It's no longer amateur sports. Call it the NCPA. You know, if we get more credible people on those panels that actually know what they're doing, I think some things would change for the right. But in the meantime, you got players going overseas instead of going to college, and it's going to continue to happen. So that was my college basketball take, even though it was short. Uh, finally got a coach at Cleveland State and the Kalamazoo College still dragging their feet. So going forward, now we're going to talk some summer league basketball. And you probably like summer league basketball, coach. What, what you mean summer league basketball? Well, you, you've got some summer leagues. I know I've talked about the Drew League. And I like how the Drew League is incorporating some younger players. like to see uh, Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son, back from heart surgery a year ago. He gets a showing out. Uh, in the Drew League, LaMelo Ball gets a show out in the Drew League. And some of these younger guys that are starting, got a nice little buzz for them out west are playing in the Drew League. And that's cool. That's cool. I like to see that because all the guys that used to be in the Drew League, they in the deep, they in the big three. They in the big three. And I've been I've been watching the big three. I told y'all you guys need to pay attention to the big three. Some good basketball being played. And I've been watching a little bit of the big three when I had a chance. Haven't had a chance to sit down and actually watch a whole lot of basketball uh, with me working so much, working these hours, the way it's been going, all this driving and things of that sort. But, you know, Big Three's got a good thing going on. Talked about it last week. Uh, so you guys need to check out the Big Three. But what I want to talk about, I want to talk about Moneyball. Moneyball. Now, I told you guys to go check out Moneyball. And from the looks of the audience, they're, they're getting packed houses. Uh, you're seeing some Michigan and Michigan State players do their thing, as I would say. Uh, but the but the boy from Belleville, the freshman from Michigan State, boy, did he put on a show. All right. This past week, he drops 59, 59 points. Now, his team only scored 88. His team scores 88 points. He had 59 of them. Now, I'm talking about threes. I'm talking about donks. I'm talking about the step back game, you know, the you know, he, he he was in his bag, you know. Now, I didn't get a chance to see the game. I only got a chance to watch the highlights by Eric Get Buckets. Shouts out to him. But And you need to go watch him. But Gabe Brown was getting buckets. And I had a conversation about Gabe Brown. So how can Gabe Brown drop 59 in the summer, right, but barely play for Michigan State? And I think this year you're going to see a different type of Michigan State. 
you're, you're going to see the Michigan State that Izzo had when he had those pro wings, when he had Shannon Brown and Mo Ager and Allen Anderson and those guys playing the wing, and they were outletting it to half court, and they were a terror in transition. You put Gabe Brown in transition, and he's a much different player than he is in the 1-4 high offense. So you're going to see that this year. You're going to see Michigan State push the tempo. Because if you got a guy like Rocket Watts and Cassius Winston, you got a guy like Gabe Brown, on they, they bring everybody back. So, like, if they ain't playing fast, like, some people are going to be mad because they ain't going to have a chance to play. And best believe Rocket Watts is going to play. Rocket Watts been real quiet, y'all. You ain't seen him a whole lot this summer. That means he's in the lab. I mean, I would be, if I'm the Big Ten, I would be scared. Like, I ain't seen Rocket Watts in a while, y'all. Where he been? Well, well, what lab, who we working out with? What lab he be in? Because he might come out smoking hot when the Big Ten, when, this, when the season starts. He might be on that, you know what, I'm trying to be one and done type deal. That, that's what he might be on. He might be like, hey, look, Cash, hey, look, let's, let's win this chip and we both going to the league. <laughs> don't believe that ain't the conversation at the table like dog let's both go to the league so he been real quiet I ain't seen Rocket Watts and none of these money balls or Drew, Drew Leagues or nothing he very well can play in all these leagues I ain't seen him around now nah, he could be taking classes to fix him you know all that kind of stuff but boy's been in the lab but the money ball the money ball the money ball the money ball you need to go see it I think this is coming up the playoffs are coming up but you need to go watch Moneyball, man, because, I mean, Gabe Brown dropping 59 was pretty was pretty nuts. But he wasn't the only one that got off. I mean, the, the 59 is, is pretty eye-opening, but he wasn't the only one that got off. I mean, you look at Thomas Kithier, uh, plays for the Cosmic team. They lost by two to Roots. He drops 38 and 12. I mean, those are big numbers. These They're not, they're actually playing. Like, this ain't no all-star game. Like, these guys are playing, you know. And another big game from another MSU player, Marcus Bingham, drops 49-13 and 13 as his team Citron beat exclusive by 30, okay? Now, on his team, you know, he's got a good team, but to drop 49-13? and 13, So, you talk about Marcus Bingham, he didn't play at all at Michigan State. And Gabe Brown, who barely was in the rotation a little bit. Going towards the end, he was able to get in there because of some injuries. But you talk about two guys who barely played last year and another kid who barely played last year from Michigan State drops 38 and 12, Thomas Kithier. He's talking about three guys that barely played last year going crazy this summer. So there's a reason why Michigan State going into the season was going to be the number one ranked team in the country. If they're not number one, they're either two or three because they got guys deep on their bench that are very, very good. And if Tom Izzo was smart, he would go back and look at those tapes for when he had Shannon Brown and those guys and the up-tempo transition style of game that he was playing. That's the way he needs to play next year with Rocket Watts and Cassius Winston. Play them both. Play them both at the same time. It's a two-guard game now. Look at the duos. They could be DJ and they could be CJ and Dane of the Big Ten. Everybody's a duo now. So, like, why not play with two good guards? Why not? Have Cassis bring it up sometime. Have Rocket bring it up sometime. Have put Cassis off the ball. He's going to need to expand his game if he wants to play professional basketball. He's going to have to expand his game. And he was no one player in college last year. But he needs to expand his game. He didn't get drafted. So 
and Kansas is, is a smart kid, so he knows what he needs to do in order to transition this game to the pro level. But with those two guys, and you got these wings, they better be playing fast. So you had some really good performances uh, popping off at the money ball. Like I said, if you have the opportunity to go, go see it because every week you're getting someone else that's popping off and going crazy. So you never know what might happen at the money ball unless you sew up. So the last thing I want to talk about when you talk about summer leagues is the basketball tournament, TBT, the $2 million tournament that's going on across the country. And I've been watching a little bit. Like I said, I haven't had an opportunity to watch a whole lot because the last two months have been crazy. But you have some of these teams that have alumni playing on their team. So you have the Red Scare, uh, the team from Dayton. They have a bunch of Dayton guys that played for the Flyers playing on their team. So you got the Scarlet team, guys from Ohio State playing for them. Uh, Notre Dame, they've got a team. Uh, West Virginia, they've got a team of all alumni guys. So you're starting to see these teams pop up and overseas elite who's won it the four of the last five times, uh, either three of the last four or four of the last five times overseas elite, which are guys that play overseas professionally, form one team to beat everybody else. But you're starting to see these teams bulk up their rosters. So a guy like Jordan Crawford playing for one of these teams is a big deal. I mean, Jordan Crawford is a bucket getter. All right, played at Xavier, was the guy that dunked on LeBron and Rich Paul in his camp, went and, and took everybody's phone and made sure it didn't hit social media. But it did. <laughs> Oops. But that made Jordan Crawford famous for that time period because he put LeBron on the poster. And, you know, things happen in the summer. Basketball is being played in the summer. That's where, that's where you work on your game. But this tournament is, is pretty dope. It's pretty dope. It's getting a lot more covers than it has been before because they're playing for $2 million. So these guys, like, they trying to get that money. And I don't blame them. If I'm on one of these rosters and, and, my, and my salary is $100K, hey, man, I need that $100K. We need to get this $2 million because a lot of teams, they have eight or nine guys on a roster. And they're getting paid if they win around $100,000 after they, they paid their local charity uh, a little bit of money and broke them off a check. But the basketball tournament, check it out, y'all. Check it out. It's some good basketball being played. These guys are going at it. It's some it's some guys. It's, they, they, they're tough. They're talking trash. It's they, Hey, they trying to get paid. They trying to get paid. And it's a winner take all. So the runner up don't get nothing. And ain't like these kids nowadays, eighth place gets a trophy. Nah, son, if you don't win it, you gets Nathan, as my boy J-Mac would say. You gets Nathan. Nothing. Uh, he gets, uh, okay, in case you didn't catch that, it's nothing. it means nothing. But I like that. Winner take all $2 million. Let's get it. So it got me to thinking. So I'm sitting around, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to some people, and, and I'm thinking to myself, like, so if I were to put together a TBT team in Michigan, because Michigan doesn't have a team. You don't have a Michigan alumni with a team. You don't have Detroit Titans alumni with a team. Like, nobody from Michigan has a team, which is a shame because there should be a Michigan team in this tournament. But if there was, if Coach Cam was able to have a TBT team, somebody be my sponsor and make it happen, I'll be the coach, and I will gladly beat everybody for $2 million. Trust and believe. But if I was able to have my own roster, and I could pick any players I want, but I'm not going to pick your traditional players from Michigan, all right? I'm not going to pick a whole bunch of Michigan guys. 
Not going to pick a whole bunch of Michigan State guys. But if I was picking a roster right now, this is what my roster would be. I'm talking about eight guys that played for a Michigan university or college, Division One or two, and recent or not, I try not to go too far back because it's 2019. And I mean, to be playing 10 years ago, to still be playing is, is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, this guy's 30. That's like, man, coach, I ain't playing no more, man. I'm, I'm tired. And I get it. I remember when I was 30 and I was still playing. I wasn't playing at a high level like that. But it's still some guys out here hooping. So this would be my TBT team out of Michigan guys. And the first guy up, my point guard, guy that's playing in Canada right now professionally, is Maurice Jones. So you're probably like, of all the guards you could have picked, why are you picking Maurice Jones? I'm going to tell you why. Because Mo is a bucket. He's been a bucket. He was a bucket in high school. He was a bucket for reach. He was a bucket at USC when he played two seasons there. And he was a bucket at Northwood. Even though at Northwood, he kind of had his foot on cruise control a little bit. But he was a bucket then. And he is a bucket now. There's nobody guarding Maurice Jones. I'm telling you flat out. I mean, I've, I've played against him in the summer. I've seen him in the open gyms. I've seen him flat out go at guys and say, Coach, I'm going to score straight. My man talking trash. I'm scoring seven in a row on him. And I'm like, all right, do your thing. And guess what he then did? He scored seven in a row on dude. So Maurice Jones can still get a bucket, and you ain't guarding him. When he really want to get down and play. But the thing I like about his game now is kind of transition. Like, he's, he's a pro player now. So he's got to get his assists up. So once you start making dollars professionally and you have, you know, GMs, and managers and head coaches critiquing your game and they're paying you money to play basketball, there's a certain way they like you to play, okay? So they don't just want some, in some instances they'll say, okay, I need 30. In some instances they'll say, hey, I need 19 and nine from you. And those nine gotta be assists. So he's much better at passing the ball now than he was before. And, he, and he's, he's playmaking at a high level. So my point guard would be Maurice Jones. Playing the two on his team is another little guard. That's another little guard, and I'm going to play with two little pit bulls, and ain't nothing you can do with either one of them. The next guard I'm going with is Kay Felder out of Oakland. He's playing in Japan now, and I know he can get his hands on his check a little bit, and he's had his taste in the NBA, and that's kind of like what the TBT is. You got some guys that might have had a little bit of taste in the NBA, but not a whole lot, and looking for a second shot and looking for somebody to pick them up, but they can still play at an extremely high level. And Kay Feather can play at an extremely high level. So you mean to tell me I got two guards? You're trying to stay in front of, and, and you want you try to you got to check Maurice Jones or Kay Felder. <laughs> Good luck. You ain't guarding either one of them guys. And Kay will put it on your head too. You saw what he did at the money ball. I told y'all to go. Y'all saw what he did with the money ball where he threw it off the glass and put it between his legs. I'm sorry, he ain't put it between his legs, but he did a windmill. He ain't. He's only five nine. So he 5'9", putting it off the glass, windmilling on dudes. That means he's ready for a war. So I'll go to war with a guy like that and an ex-Reach legend. Got to roll with some Reach legends in my backcourt. Man, you know Reach always got the best guards? Always. And I'm putting my stamp on that. Reach always got the best guards. They got them now. They'll have them next year. And going forward in Michigan, they always got the best guards. But that's another conversation for another day. So I got to go with a couple legends, man. You know, Mo Jones and K are my guards. At the three, at the three, I got E.C. Matthews, Rhode Island, silky smooth. If you didn't have a chance to watch 
Uh, E.C. Matthews win the state championship for Romulus in 2013. His head coach at the time was Nate Oates, who's now currently the head coach at Alabama. E.C. Matthews was a smooth operator. Smooth. But you could, I mean, he was a lefty that he could play the point, he could play the two, he could play the three. And substance, I mean, he can play one through four. He ain't playing a five, but he's just a player, man. He a lefty. He can get to the rim. His pull-up game is good. But the thing I like about his game now, now that he's had a chance to play professionally a little bit and played in NBA Summer Leagues, as he, he stretched his jumper out beyond the three. So he can shoot a pro three now. So when you got these guys that can really stretch the floor and you got some guards that can really get downhill, I mean... How you guarding these guys? Me personally, I don't know how it's gonna get done. So my first three, Mo Jones, K Felder, EC Matthews. All right. My next guy on my TB team, Vince Hunter. Yes, indeedy. I'm taking Vince Hunter to be on my team. He uh, played his college ball at UTEP. I mean, his senior year, he was 15 and 10 a game. He had a chance to play on the Lakers um, summer league team. And the Memphis Summer League team and played a couple games for the Memphis Grizzlies. So he's got his little taste of the NBA. Um, 6'8", I mean 230, super athletic, and he's getting every rebound. So you got to have guys that can check and guard multiple positions so he can guard a guard. He can guard a three, guard a four. Very athletic, extremely, extremely good rebounder. Uh, his senior year, I think he was at nine rebounds a game at UTEP. I think he was 14 and nine, which is some really good numbers at the college level. Um, yeah, Vince Hunter. Vince Hunter, man. Vince Hunter got game. I'm going with Vince Hunter at my four. And at my five position is a guy that you're not familiar with. I'm going to tell you right now, you are not familiar with the guy I got playing the five because he played Division II. However, he was a first-team All-American. Two years straight at Michigan Tech. I'm rolling with Ali Hadar at my five. So now I got from the three, four, five. Now I might have two little guys at guards, but my three, four, and five are six, seven, six, eight, and six, eight. And they're all athletic. They can all move. But Ali Hadar was a problem for the Gleak. Problem. He averaged 25 and 10 his senior year. His junior year, he was at 21 and 8. His sophomore year, he was at 16 and 7. I mean, the brother put up monster. Now, now he's from Ontario. He's from Windsor. It's not a lot of high-level players coming from Windsor. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's only a couple. But Ali Hadar can get it done. All right? That's the guy I got playing my five. Now, you could have said, well, why you didn't pick Yontay Madden? And why you didn't pick? Look, I got to pick at least one D2 guy. And I already talked about Zach Hankins. I'm not putting Zach Hankins on this team. I'm sorry. He's good, but I'm not putting him on. This is my team. I ain't putting him on this team. Okay? I want a bucket getter at all five levels. I want five guys you can't guard. And that's what I got. I got five guys you can't guard. Because best believe Vince Hunter is a bucket too. Just because he's 6'8 athletic does not mean he's not a bucket. He is a bucket. All right? And so is Ali Hadar. So that's my starting five. I'm going to get Mo Jones, Kay Felder, E.C. Matthews, Vince Hunter, Ali Hadar. And we went, we went in the two million. We went in the two million, y'all. All right. And coming off the bench, I got some guys coming off the bench. I got three bucket getters coming off the bench. So I got Justin Keenan from Fair State. Player, D2 player of the year. Playing overseas in the Czech Republic now. 
Forget where he's playing, but he, another 6'8 guy, 250, that you just, there was nothing you could do. You couldn't guard him outside the paint. You couldn't guard him in the paint. I mean, he's a problem. He put Ferris State on the map. Him and Daniel Sutherland, who played for me, they put Ferris on the map, and they they had a, a, a run, and they went to the Sweet 16. Okay, so Justin Keenan can play on this team for me. And I got to have me a shooter with me. So I got to go with Martez Walker. Now, Travis Bader, always playing on, he's already playing on another team, and there's some other shooters that I could have gotten. But I got to go with my dog, Mellon. I got to go with him. I'm going to roll with Mellon. I'm going to roll with him. All right, he's a bucket getter. Now, I could have picked Sharon Dorsey Walker, too. I could have picked him, too. But I'm going to go with Mellon. I'll go with Mellon. You know, one of those two guys, him or Sharon, I'll probably go with one of those two, whichever one is available. And the last guy I'm bringing off the bench is another little guard, but he's a bucket getter, Marcus King, Central Michigan. Okay, so you mean to tell me I could have a lineup that could have Mo Jones, K. Felder, and Marcus Kane on the floor? Hey, man, you ain't guarding. At, at no point in the game are you going to be able to stay in front of any one of these three guards. No way possible. This the eight I'm rolling with. I'm going to need these eight guys to hit me up <coughs> because let's go win this tournament next year. But that's my squad, uh, the TBT from Michigan. And if you guys want to win that $2 million next summer, Holla at your coach, man. We talking hoops, man. So that's just my breakdown of Summer League Basketball, uh, Moneyball, and the TBT Tournament. That ro Hey, don't steal my roster, all right? Somebody take that roster and actually put it together and get paid for doing so. Y'all cut, cut me a check, man. Coach, cut, coach. It's time for somebody to cut Coach Cam a check for all that I've done for the game of basketball in the state of Michigan. It's time for somebody to pay me some dues, man. All right, so if y'all put that roster together, holla at your coach, all right? So now we're going to talk NBA basketball. Not a whole lot on the wire this week, kind of the slow week for the NBA because uh, Summer League and free agency is starting to wrap up. However, you have some stars and some good players not playing in the World Cup. And I'm not, I'm, I ain't worried about it. I really don't care about the World Cup. The Olympics, to me, is what matters. Now, I know you have to qualify, and I know we've had some issues in the World Cup um, some years ago. I think it was 2008. I think we finished third or fourth, 2009. I forget which year. We had some issues in the World Cup. But I would like to see more. Let the college players play. Let the, I would like to see the elite college players. I would like to see an elite a roster of elite college players compete in the World Cup. I don't think we have to use. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to win every year because there is some very good basketball being played overseas. But, you know, I'm tired of seeing the same NBA guys playing in the World Cup and Olympics. It's time to see some other guys. Put them young guys up there, man. Let them young guys in college rock, man. Put a roster together of, of some of the guys, the best guys like Cassius Winston. That's, that's still in, in, at MSU. And some guys like that, some high-level college players. And have them play in the World Cup. Now, will they win it every year? Probably not. But it would help their development going forward playing against guys at that high level. And we don't always have to use second or third tier pros to do that. Okay? I'm tired of seeing Kyle Lowry play for Team USA. I want to see some blue bloods. I want to see some new bloods in there. Some younger guys. And I want to see them struggle. I want to see some actual games and competition and see how they prepare and get ready for the professional game. So I think that the pros, 
just shut it all the way down. Okay, so I know the stars are withdrawing from competition. And to be honest, I don't want to see the stars in the summer playing for Team USA. We saw what happened with Paul George. And I'm glad he was able to come back and get back to the top of his game. But he was at the top of his game and he had almost a career ending knee injury in the summer at UNLV. So hopefully those things don't happen. But I would like to see more college players or first year NBA guys put R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson and Ja Morant and Deontay Ayton and guys like that. You know, Jason Tatum, man, just think of this. Yeah, like that's who I want to see playing in the World Cup and the Olympics. I want to see the high level like rookies. I want to see if they really if they really that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, just think about if you had a team with Jason Tatum and John Morant and Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett and Deontay Ayton and Kyle Kuzma. Like I would like I would I would watch that. I would definitely watch that, but they haven't gotten there yet. And I hope they do go to that. I don't want to see the LeBrons and I'm done with seeing them in the Olympics and in the World Cups. I'm done with that. We've already showed our dominance. We're the best league in the world. We have the best players in the world. I get it. But I would like to see some of these, a collection of young players go against some of these professionals in a different setting. That would be fun to watch. Now, would they, they win every game by 35, 40 points? Probably not. They, and they might struggle. They might lose a couple games, which is cool. Then you get a chance to see guys like Luka Doncic and his team and seeing what kind of pieces they got. So you get more familiar with more of these foreign guys because the foreign guys are taking over the NBA. Hope, hope you haven't noticed. Almost all of the NBA awards were won by foreign guys, not guys born here in the U.S. So pay attention. They're, they're taking the game global. So I would like to see how some of these younger guys play against some of these high-level global players because I'm tired of seeing the stars. I'm just I'm just am. The dream team is done. Stop doing the dream team and putting up the, the best players. They play too many games now. They play too many games. The seasons are long. They're making too much money. Shut them down. Play the young guys. Play the young guys because that I would like to see that. And matter of fact, that might be a segment of the new, the dream, the new dream team. Don't even call it the dream team. Call it something else. But the new team USA had a bunch of young guys on it. And I'm, I'm gonna give you my roster, you know, next week, and we're gonna talk about that. And that would be fun to watch. So the NBA, you know, you see Ben Simmons. He's playing pickup and working on his game. And he makes a couple jump shots and everybody goes crazy. Listen, this is what pros do. Even the worst shooter in the NBA, if you put him in the gym and you put him on the gun and you put him on the workout, he ain't going to miss. Okay? These are the best players in the world. So even though Ben Simmons' jump shot isn't where it needs to be, he's going to occasionally make a high school three in a workout or in an open gym. So don't go crazy like, oh, my God, Ben Simmons can finally shoot. It's all confidence anyway. And a guy like him need to come see a guy like me who's superb in teaching shooting and improving your shot. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But just to see him working out and playing in open gyms and then making a couple of They all do that. The worst player in the NBA right now will walk into an open gym and get buckets. And you'll be like, dude, you really got scored on by Tolliver? 
Like this bald head dude ain't got no hair. Don't play barely in NBA. And he came in this open gym and he giving you buckets? Yeah, yes. That's why they're playing professionally. That's why they're getting a check. Okay? So when you see these guys in open gym, that's what we do in the summer, man. Hoopers hoop. We hoop. So stop seeing, being surprised when you see these guys and get their run in with other pro guys. Because that's what we do. We hoop in the summer. No matter if I'm a pro or playing the NBA overseas, that's what we do. We work on our game. So all you kids out there, all you recruits that's in the crib chilling this summer, playing Fortnite or messing around on Snapchat and, you know, following Desi Banks on social media talking about El Palais. I get it, but the best players, they playing the game, man. They working on their game. They trying to get better. They trying to get the bag. Devin Booker trying to get a bag. I mean, he already got it. He trying to get another one. So he in the gym. These guys, they in open gyms. They in workouts. They got trainers. That's what we do in the summers. Don't be surprised when you see Ben Simmons show up and he looks really good in the open gym. Okay, it's a high level player and he plays in the NBA. That's exactly what he's supposed to do. Okay, so that's the one thing I've been seeing. I've been seeing a lot of pro pros playing pickup, and I like it. I like it. That's what Hoopers do. That's what we do in the summer. So I'm going to end off this NBA segment with an argument I was having this week with one of my employees, uh, one of my coworkers, rather. And we got to talking about MJ and LeBron. And he wanted to know where I stood on the greatest player ever. And most people in my era that are my age, that are between the ages of probably 35 and 45 and above, are probably going to say that Michael Jordan was the best player ever. And I concur. I'm one of those guys that I believe that Michael Jordan is the best player ever. It's not a hot take. That's a real take. That's real talk. He's the GOAT. Okay? It's Michael Jordan. And it's everybody else. You know that. I know that. So I'm not going to go on a whole drawn out bit on Michael Jordan. I ain't going to do it. You know he's the GOAT. Okay? So let's stop debating it. But this thing about LeBron. Like, I, I, I like LeBron. LeBron is a very good basketball player. But stop comparing him to him. He ain't MJ. He ain't nowhere close. And stop saying that if you put, M, if you put LeBron... In the 80s, he'll dominate. Let's not go that far, sir. There was a guy named Charles Barkley. He was just big as, just as fast and as athletic as LeBron. Now, he ain't 6'8". He was 6'4". But, I mean, you've seen guys. There were guys like that in that era. Okay? So, he wouldn't come in, come in and dominate everything. But, just stop comparing him to MJ, man. I'm, I'm tired of that. Matter of fact, stop stepping, stepping over my guy, Kobe. Compare LeBron to Kobe. Now we're gonna have we're gonna have a segment where we talk about the greatest players not named MJ. Right? And two of those guys are Kobe and LeBron. But to me, LeBron ain't over Kobe. So stop comparing LeBron to MJ. You can try to compare him to Kobe. I'm I'm a Kobe, I'm not a Kobe guy. I, I you know, the black mamba, you know. I just like basketball, man. To be quite honest, I'm a basketball guy. So I'm not a, okay, I'm all Jim, MJ and everybody else. I'm all LeBron. I'm all KD. I'm all, no, I'm just a basketball guy. But if you told me today and you I could only make one pick 
And on the right was Kobe the Bean Bryant. And on the left was LeBron the Chosen One James. I'm picking Kobe. And you want to know why I'm picking Kobe? Because Kobe's a killer. I need a killer. I need a killer on my team. Just period. And don't try to sit here and tell me LeBron's a killer. He ain't. He ain't a killer. He had many opportunities where when he talked about that he was. See, here's my thing with LeBron. If you're going to say not one, not two, not three, not four, then do it. And he had the opportunity to do it, and he didn't. Now, if he had backed it up, if he said, we're not going to win, not one, not two, not three, and he went down to Miami, and that first year, they don't lose to Dallas. They win it all. And then they don't lose to the San Antonio Spurs two years after that. They went, they went three straight. And yeah, yeah, LeBron's in a different conversation. He, he, went, he went all of them. If he went 6-0, and oh, if he went three and if he went three in Miami and then go back and win another two in Cleveland, yeah, I might have to put him there. I might have to put him above MJ, but he didn't. <laughs> I'm not even going to say what his finals record is, and I don't even want to sound like a LeBron hater because I'm not. I really like LeBron. I love his game. I just don't think he's better than MJ or Kobe, and that's just me. So you know what we're doing. We're talking hoops, baby, and that's my NBA talk from the week. And that's it, man. We talking hoops. This is episode 14, one four fecal style. What up, dope? It's your coach, Coach Cam. And I'm signing off, man. So this week we had some good talk. We talked about travel hoops, talked about NBA and summer leagues. We talked about the money ball. I appreciate you guys listening. And we I'm probably gonna have to change the date. Instead of dropping it every Tuesday, be looking for this podcast to be dropping around Thursday or Friday going forward. Just because I'm, it's hard for me to drop a podcast on Thursday or Friday, which is what I'm doing this week, and to come right back and talk about the same content on Tuesday. So start looking for this podcast later on in the week as opposed to earlier on in the week. Because we talking who's baby. That's all I know how to do. That's all I want to do. And it's your coach who talks and knows hoops the most. Coach Cam signing off. Buckle up for this ride. That's what you need to do. Because this is Coach Cam and we talking hoops. Kid, kid, we talking hoops.